to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. This is Empower, the podcast that motivates you to start living your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a former lawyer turned podcast host, content creator, and now your personal hype woman. Thank you so much for joining me where we chat all about growth, goals, and living with intention. No matter how life is feeling for you today, this time is yours, so let's make it count. Kia ora te Welcome back to Empower. If you are listening to this episode around the time that it's launched, you'll know that right now it's a pretty overwhelming and stressful and tragic moment in time for New Zealand in the wake of Cyclone Gabrielle, which has been devastating for parts of the country, one of which is my part of the country here in Hawke's Bay. We, and when I say we, I mean like my little family here, we've been incredibly fortunate to have really only suffered one day without power and internet and service. And it feels quite surreal because we have family and friends literally 20 minutes down the road that have now surpassed one week without power, internet and service. So we are incredibly lucky. We do feel incredibly lucky. There are people who have lost homes, loved ones, pets and people and it goes without saying that there are really no words that can make it better except to say that my deepest condolences and thoughts are with anyone and everyone who has suffered as a result of this terrible disaster. For me personally, it's actually reminded me a lot of the Christchurch earthquakes in 2011 which I lived through as, how old was I? I must have been 14 at the time. I was a year 10 student living in Christchurch. And even to some degree, it's also kind of reminded me of of the mosque attack, which happened also when I was living in Christchurch in 2019, working in the CBD at the time. Both of which were significant, tragic events for all of us. And I just happened to be within very close proximity to them much like I am now to this. And something that's becoming all too familiar for me is that, at least in my experience, the aftermath of all of these things, of what happened in Christchurch both times and then now the cyclone, it comes with this all-consuming, overwhelming, like dark energy, which is really difficult to get away from. You can't run from it. You can't, like, I like to train. And normally I can train away almost anything that I'm, like, feeling in terms of, like, negative feelings, being stressed, feeling anxious, all of that stuff. The one thing that I can't train away is the 
the real overwhelming darkness that it's like a dark cloud and I feel it whenever these big, horrible, terrible things happen. And I know it's not something that's exclusive to me. It's just something that I feel, right? Like I assume many of us feel the same way. Personally, I have been really overwhelmed by it all. And I know I'm not the only one. And as a result, I have stepped back from social media for a lot of the week that's just passed because it triggers me. The sad news stories trigger me the spread of misinformation triggers me even some of the well intended messages from people who are genuinely checking up on me for which I am very grateful they trigger me as well and that's not anyone else's problem but my own that's a me thing it's a me thing and I recognize it and I know that when I am feeling that way I need to step away And I need to have some space off the screen and I need to just disconnect for a little bit. So I did that and I only did it for a few days, right? It's only been like a week since this cyclone happened. So I only did it for a few days, but I noticed as soon as I hid the Facebook app from like my home screen, I could think properly, like I could think clearly, I felt like I could breathe, I felt like I had just been suffocating in that like deep dark rabbit hole that is Facebook community groups because I was trying to stay informed but in that attempt to try and stay informed like I couldn't think straight, my brain was scrambled, my feelings were everywhere, I was for me personally like seeing stories about people losing their pets like just sends me off the rails because like my dogs are my whole world. (laughs) We love our dogs so much. And then we like imagine putting ourselves in that situation. And it's just, I'm all about acknowledging the, um, the suffering that's going on in the community. And I don't think anyone should be pretending that these things aren't happening, but also there's a limit that we can all take. I know what my limit is and I was feeling triggered. So I stepped away. And I don't want to dwell on all that is sad and difficult and outside of our control, because I think while we should acknowledge it, this podcast is a space of empowerment and of inspiration and a space through which I intend for you to join me for 15 minutes or so and we can have a little chitty chat and then you go about your day feeling a bit better, better informed, better equipped, better prepared for whatever life throws your way. So in the spirit of that, but also inspired by what's been going on for many of us in the last week and the benefit I think I've experienced of stepping away from social media for a little bit, let's chat social media detoxes. Do you need to take one? Are there some signs that you should be looking out for that are kind of indicating that you do need a break? As many of you know, I have a desk bird standing desk and I love it. I am at my desk pretty much all day, most days, and hand on heart, it is one of the best investments I've ever made. And with my under desk treadmill, I can seriously hit 10,000 steps a day in less than two hours without leaving my office. So I'm not joking when I say I cannot imagine life without it now. The good people at Desk Bird have given me a discount code, which will get you $40 off any Desk Bird desk purchase. That code is MIHI, M-I-H-I, plus you get free shipping New Zealand wide and a 10-year warranty. So make sure you head over to their website, deskbird.co.nz and check them out. The link is in the description. So the biggest one for me, it's it's sort of the sign when I notice this in myself, 
I make changes. Like I have muted so many stories on Instagram for this reason. This is the reason that I might step away from social media for a little bit. I kind of just ghost. I'm not someone who will like deactivate my stuff because normally I only need like a few days of that. As soon as I notice that any social media use starts to incite unpleasant emotions or unpleasant feelings within me, like maybe I'm starting to feel anxious, maybe I'm looking at someone's content and feeling like I wish it was me and (laughs) not just like, wow, that's amazing, love that for them, but like a little bit jealous, a little bit like in a toxic way. Or maybe I will be looking at content and just someone posts something and it just pisses me off. And look, we've all been there. Like you see someone post something and it's either like blatantly untrue or you just like fundamentally disagree with it and it really pisses you off that like if I am feeling that type of way about something, it's a sign that I probably need to step away because nothing's really that deep. Nothing's really that deep. You can't control what people say. You can't control what people post. People have every right to post whatever they want to post and feel however they want to feel. So if it's like really irking you that much, it's a sign. And obviously for me, the biggest sign over the last week has been this real sense of being very overwhelmed with all of the information and all of the tragic, sad news and the moment that I knew that I had to jump off was the moment that I realized like I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't focus my brain on anything. I couldn't think straight in the way that I normally do. So that's definitely the biggest sign for me in terms of whether or not I need a break. It's the impact that it has on my feelings. And you've got to be like kind of self-aware to know that, but like, you know, if you're feeling like shit, you know how to recognize that maybe scrolling for a little bit makes you feel like shit. So it's just about recognizing that and then doing something about it. Another sign is that you constantly compare yourself to others. And I don't want to get into the whole Instagram's a highlight reel, social media is a highlight reel because we know this. So again, it's about being self-aware and asking yourself, are you looking at people's content and feeling good for them and like celebrating with them? And if they are sharing something that is positive in their lives, are you responding to that in a way which is like oh good for them or are you responding to that and being like I should be doing the same thing why am I not doing that why am I not good enough then again it's a sign you might need a little bit of a break if you are subconsciously clicking on apps and scrolling before you even realize what you're doing and I swear we've all done this it's something that you almost don't realize you do until you like hide the app from your phone Because once you hide the app from your phone, then that kind of automatic routine that you do when you open your phone, you click on the app and you start scrolling before you even realize you're doing it, it's like interrupted because the app isn't there anymore. And that's when you realize, oh my God, (laughs) I was really doing that. If you can't enjoy real life without posting about it, if you can't enjoy anything or can't do anything without posting about it, then that's also a sign. If you are planning events or planning catch-ups with people around the kind of content you can get out of it, maybe it's a sign. And and again, I'm not really necessarily talking about people who actually make an income on social media because that's different. But if social media for you is just a place where you connect with people and you're thinking like that hard about it. If you're not trying to build anything from that, then um, 
yeah, you should reevaluate some things. Just have a little break. It's like, it's not that deep. It's not that serious, but it will be good for you. Here's another one. You tend to get overly invested in the lives of people that you don't really know. Like maybe deep stalking their pages and you might end up down a rabbit hole. And look, we've all been there. I feel like I used to do this a lot more, definitely when I was bored. But like the one thing that I just can't be bothered doing now is like figuring out what people are doing with their lives and like stalking them. Unless I've got a purpose, okay? If one of my friends comes up to me, she says, Mahi, I am seeing this new person. Then yeah, I am gonna turn my detective switch on just for a little bit for the sake of you know like my friend's well-being but what I'm not gonna do is like find people that I just have absolutely no connection with whatsoever that bring me no value that don't really make me feel inspired or motivated or just you know just especially like social media beef it's so easy to get caught up in like other people's social media beef because it's just there and it feels like a little bit juicy but like time's too valuable if you are like getting that deep into other people's dramas and having like a really strong opinion about it, then um, you might be a little bit bored, to be honest. <laughs> if social media is the first thing that you check when you wake up and it is the last thing that you check before you go to sleep, or if you freak out a little bit, like if you can't check your feed or if you haven't done so in a while, or if you like end up in a situation where you don't have service, maybe you're like, on a road trip or something, you don't have service. And if that makes you feel a little bit anxious, unless there's like a legitimate reason, like you need to be like in case there's an emergency. And I'm kind of one of those people who's always like, but what if there's an emergency? So like, I kind of get it. But again, if being out of service for like 20 minutes makes you anxious, then maybe have a think about what you can do to, to lessen that anxiety for yourself. If you spend hours scrolling on social media and then you jump off and you feel like you've completely wasted your time, again, something that like we all do. And um, that's a stupid feeling. I always feel dumb when I've (laughs) done that. So if you know that feeling, if you feel that feeling probably a little bit too frequently, or if you overshare on social media, this is a really big one. And again, I think I'd associate it with that boredom, like I was talking about when you get like overly invested in strangers' lives, because you can, because it's easy to do that on social media. Oversharing on social media is also a sign either that you um, don't have the right outlets or maybe don't have the right supports. And look, if you're comfortable doing it, like do your thing. Who cares what I say, right? It's your life. Live your life. But once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet and these things impact you in ways that I think we don't even understand right now but social media and the internet you know like this stuff could impact you in like 20 years time you just don't know so try to keep your personal business off social media if you can I just don't think it helps anyone to be sharing your shit you know one thing I've thought a lot about as well and I don't have the answers it's just something that I've noticed is that social media detoxes are scientifically proven to enhance mental performance and to make you feel better. And we don't really need science to tell us that. Like, I mean, like I say, within hours of my hiding the Facebook app on my phone last week, I could think clearly for the first time since the cyclone hit. But the real question is, how many of us, when we hear the word detox, we think like diet, green juices, veggies, clear skin, salads. And that like feels kind of glam. 
But the idea of a social media detox is like, meh, kind of boring, kind of like not fun. Maybe because it doesn't seem to manifest in a physical way because you can drink a green juice and you feel good about that and you can like show people this green juice that you're drinking and be like, I'm a healthy girly, you know what I mean? But if you delete Facebook, okay, boring, can't show that off to anyone because you've removed yourself from the thing that you used to show people that you are, you know, that you're doing it. And I wonder if that means that we spend more time trying to find the perfect green detox juice than we do intentionally detoxing what our minds are consuming. But I don't know, that's just some food for thought, no pun intended. But what do you think? Let me know what you think. I think social media is a necessary evil and maybe evil is too harsh because a lot of good can come from social media too. If that wasn't the case, we wouldn't be on it. But we all know that social media can be extremely harmful as well. And I'll always say that you should trust your gut. If you feel like maybe you need to take a break and maybe none of these reasons apply, but maybe that's just how you feel, then take a break. Take a break for a day or two, hide the apps from your home screen, limit your exposure, check in with how that impacts you or not. Because breaks are a good thing. It helps you reset, find better ways to spend your time. And I don't necessarily mean productive either. I find that I'm actually more inclined to like read books when I'm not in the screen and I welcome that. And you might discover a new way to use your imagination too if you aren't jumping onto your phone straight away all the time. Or you might just actually have a really meaningful conversation with someone that you care about and realize like oh god I haven't properly connected with this person in a really long time and you know those conversations it's like those ones that you just get so deep into and you're both maybe if there's two of you you're both like engaged and you know those those bonding chats my favorite kind of chats if you don't have your phone on you, if both of you don't have your phone on you, then you're much more likely to engage in those chats because what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? So look, I know that the title of this episode is Do You Need a Social Media Detox? I will always say that you do. I think we all do. I think if you care about your relationships, if you care about your mental health, if you care about the way that you feel about yourself, then yeah, we all need social media detoxes, but don't jump off it forever. Some people are like really extreme and they'll do the whole like a year off Instagram or whatever. And if you want to do that, if that's within your heart, then you should do it. But you don't have to. You can just take a few days off. You can just take a day off. You know, it's just, it's not that deep. But I promise if you do that, you will feel better. You will absolutely feel better for doing it. Anyways, that's all I have got for you today. So on that note, I will love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that you've taken time out of your day to listen to me. So make sure you do something kind for yourself today and I will chat to you next week. And take care, wherever you are. Take care.